Hello, everybody. It's your favorite person with a new lisp, Robin O'Neill. This is me reading stuff, and I'm coming back at you with a late night podcast, after dark podcast, this Sunday, May 15th. I am sorry I didn't get to you guys this week, but I've had a really nice time away. Damien and I did the unheard of for us, which was take a little vacation. We just went not far from here at all, really, like an hour's drive, maybe. I think it's only about an hour hour's drive to Snoqualmie Falls, uh, which is where many of you guys know where Twin Peaks is, supposedly. Like, that's where the falls in the beginning are filmed. And when you see the Great Northern Hotel, that's where we stayed, except it's really called... I think I've talked about it on here. It's called the uh, Salish Lodge. If anyone's looking for a fun getaway and um, this is doable, I highly recommend it. We've only gone to eat before, and I think we stayed one night, but we were in a hurry. This time we stayed for four days, and I took a hike uh, down to the bottom of the falls, so I got to stand pretty close to the bottom of the falls, and it was a very difficult hike for me. I thought it was no big deal because I saw just all these families doing it and stuff, but... It was really one of the harder things I've done in a long time, but it was so fun. And then there were these little nut hatches, uh, these birds that my friend Elliot told me what they were. I had no idea what they were, but he told me what they were. And there were these little tiny little birds that were flying in and out of the stones, and they were so cute. To me, they look just a little bit bigger than a hummingbird, and they're so fast, and they were just... I, when I was watching from the top, they're just going in circles and circles and just like with their wings spread and just enjoying life with the mist of this unbelievable waterfall. It was so nice. But Damien and I ate great food. Then we explored a little bit. And then we found out that I got reviewed in the New York Times. And so that was another element of happiness uh, that we were, we were celebrating ourselves. We were kind of, we've never been on a honeymoon. We got married, oh my God, I don't know, a year and a half ago or so. And um, we never went, you know, we just got married in our living room, in our pajamas, really. And it was awesome. We didn't leave, you know, it was during the height of COVID. And then we didn't get a chance to do anything like that. Uh, not only that, but we were celebrating, you know, he has an album coming out and a new album. He's had many albums out over the last couple of years, but we're celebrating the newest one, which I highly recommend. So be on the lookout for Reggae Film Star. The story behind that, I hope he doesn't mind me telling you guys, but the name Reggae Film Star came from (laughs) when... We were visiting my parents in Texas, and my parents love shows like The Voice and American Idol or whatever. So I think it was The Voice that was on. And I never watch these kind of shows, really, but we, you know, I get into whatever my parents are watching at the time. Like you should, by the way, when you're hanging out with other people. Just get into their shit for a while. Is it really going to kill you? I don't think so. Like, I, you know, I wouldn't be caught dead watching half the shows I watch with my parents, but I like doing it with them. Not enough people do that for each other, I've noticed. But anyway, so we, it was a, that guy Will I Am was coming on. They were like announcing him or something. He was going to be doing some performance or helping out with something. And they announced something like, they, they were trying to say reggae super, I think they said reggae superstar, but Damien and I both heard reggae film star Will I Am. And we looked at each other, I was like, reggae film star? 
And the rest is history. So then he latched onto that title, and it's such a good title. Um, anyway, so yes, we're celebrating that, and then we're celebrating me being done with my show, even though it was a long time ago, but Damien was in Europe while that was happening and while I was finishing, and, you know, just, you know, we're trying to, trying to celebrate our successes and our happiness, happiness, and that is not natural to either of us. Uh, we're both real, I don't know what you call us, workhorses or work animals or whatever, um, we're just always like onto the next thing, like excited to be done with something, want to make something else, want to do something else. And, it, you know, constantly exhausted and truly not paying enough attention to those life celebrations. Um, there's also a smog song called Ambition that I highly recommend. Have I ever, maybe I've even talked about this on here. Let me look up the lyrics and I'll read some of them to you. In fact, maybe this will be <laughs> an early in the podcast. This might actually just end up being what I read for you guys today. All right, so the very beginning doesn't really sound like it, but let me get to this part. Okay, so I'll read the whole thing. I just dropped by to see you as I'm on my way in your bedroom just off the highway. Did I say in your bedroom? In your bedroom. Came in through your window. I think I tore your ribbons on the way. I never used doors, no mores. I never used stairs, just trees. And I hear their voices breaking up from down below the toe. I just dropped by to see you as I'm on my way in your bedroom just off the highway. Say, are you still tight with that pharmacist? Well, I've got to get there, now don't I? And when I get there, I've got to sleep well, now don't I? And when I wake up in the morning, got to wake up in the morning, now don't I? When I meet with them, got to be on the ball, now don't I? When I do their dirt, I got to feel none, now don't I? When it's all said and done, I just got to celebrate, now don't I? When I'm done celebrating, I just have to unwind, now don't I? And so that's Bill Callahan, one of my favorites. Uh, Damien, actually, Damien Gerardo, who I'm married to, and um, Bill Callahan and uh, Mark Kozilek. Those are always my top three lyricists, really, I think. I don't know if anybody is above them for me. So that was very interesting um, to, <laughs> you know, meet and fall in love with one of those people. But um, I will say that, yeah, Bill Callahan's lyrics are just insanely good to me. I mean, I could go on and on. But that whole thing, well, I've got to get there. And then when I get there, I've got to sleep well. And then when I wake up, I've got to do things and meet with people. And then I've got to do their dirt. I've got to do what they tell me to. And then when it's all said and done and everything's been going well, I've got to celebrate. But then when I'm celebrating, I have to unwind after that. That's like the – to me, I thought – he. I don't know anything about what he's talking about really. But my guess about that was him talking about like being on tour and being a professional musician probably like – you know, even though do their dirt, like once you get there, you got to be on the ball, you got to, you know, do your interviews, you've got to be, you know, meet with the promoters of the club you're playing at or whatever. And then when you're off of the stage and you're done doing a good job, you want to celebrate. Like I know from experience watching Damien after he's done, no matter how tired and sick and exhausted he was prior to the show, after the show, you're all fucking pumped up because you just played a show in front of a lot of people and it went well and you're excited. And you don't want to go to bed yet, and you want to eat, and you want to have dessert, and you want to watch TV, and you want to unwind. And then the next day, you're like, okay, isn't this when I get to relax? But no, you got to be up at 7 and get in the car again or get on a plane and go do the next show the next night. I mean, it's just crazy. And in a weird way, in a very prolonged, slow-mo way, 
that's what being an artist feels like to me too. Like when I got back, you know, when I go to my show, it's intense. And, you know, sometimes your friends come and family comes and it seems like a fun time, but really you're working and um, trying to also have fun and celebrate, but then you're so exhausted and you haven't come down off the high of getting your show done anyway. It's just uh, nonstop. I'm not describing it very well, but what I'm trying to tell you is that I'm finally learning and it has taken my whole life. Um, and I've been talking about this a little bit with you guys off and on. But I will tell you, um, I think I'm here. I think I have arrived. I am finally a normal person. I I just think I finally am. I Prior to recently, anytime, I'll be honest, whenever I would see people post or when they would talk to me about prior to posting, it's so weird that that's our default. Like when people post about what, instead of, you know, when I've had discussions with human beings, um, whenever the idea, sorry, I've got an itch on my nose, when people would say, I'm planning on this vacation and the, this is what I'm saving for and this is where we're going to go to just like be for seven days or whatever. I was so confused is, is probably the right word. Like, why would you want to do that? I never got it. I've always sort of made fun of people when in their profiles they say, you know, they love uh, traveling. I just, I just cringe when I think about that. Um, and actually, that's what Damien and I bonded on is our hatred of traveling. <laughs> so uh, I just didn't get it. I just don't get it. Adventurous things I don't get. Time off, weekends. I mean, even the idea of taking one day off a week to me just sounded completely absurd and disturbing. And, you know, I, I promised myself about six months ago that when I was done with my show, I would vow that I was going to take one day off every single week. And that day was going to be Sundays. And I was so excited because Sunday is going to be the day where I just come up to my yarn room. I do my correspondence. <laughs> correspondence, which which means, you know, I write letters, handwritten letters to people like I used to when I used to give myself t some time to do fun things. And, you know, watch TV, watch my little miniature TV up here in my yarn room and do God knows what, look at magazines, just chill the fuck out. And um, I'll tell you what, though, after I finished my show, American Animals, when it got shipped off and everything, and if you recall, I was very ill and very sick. And Well, I wasn't talking to you guys on me reading stuff, but I was. I was in so much pain and just not doing well at all. So I took all that time off before I had to travel to just kind of get better. And it really wasn't necessarily fully relaxing, but I, I wanted it to be. I was going to take, like, this was supposed to be a month off of just doing whatever I wanted. And it kind of terrified me. Now, luckily, my body forced me into it anyway, but I didn't like the idea. But then as it started to happen, even though I wasn't feeling right, I realized I started to get upset thinking about that one day a week, not because that sounded like a crazy thing to take one day off a week anymore. It was because I'm like, one day a, one day a week is not nearly enough. I'm going to need... <laughs> I need at least both days and maybe go get off of work Friday midday or something. So I have now done the complete reversal where I'm like in a new stage of my life. And I think it's almost like retirement stage, even though I'm not going to retire, but where I'm like, yeah, it's time for me to wind down a little bit. I have done way too much from, from 
my younger age on, and it's been insane. It really has just been way extreme and really, I I think I also permanently, I finally really burnt myself out. People always worried that I would get burnt out when I was, you know, younger. One of the, those years, I think 2007, I made three of my largest drawings in one year, which is just wild to me to think back on. And I was also in the hospital a lot because I was diagnosed with ulcerative colitis that year, that same year. And I was very sick and very underweight and just like very, I mean, I don't want to get into details, but if you look up ulcerative colitis, you'll get the picture. It was really bad and just in so much pain, like keeled over. I was drawing on these big drawings and just like bent over, holding my stomach with one of my hands and trying to keep drawing with the other one for the whole year, really. Um, So... It was, you know, I've put myself through a lot. It's all my fault. I can't, I'm not blaming anybody but myself. And um, I'm done with it. I'm just like, I'm done with a lot of things. Is anybody else in this season of their life where they're realizing, okay, that's another thing I'm done with. Okay. Yep. That too. Don't want to deal with it anymore. Done. Goodbye. Hello. New things. Goodbye. Old things. So not in a very, these are things that have been brewing for me for a long time. None of these are rash decisions. Nothing I'm doing is some crazy reactionary response to something. I'm just uh, in my whatever little bit of wisdom I've gained with age. And by the way, did I tell you guys I did celebrate my birthday, April 30th? I think I did. Really driving that point home. I don't know why I'm so intent on that. But anyway, I'm 45. So I think I've come to a lot. And, you you know, you also just get exhausted. So certain things you just can't do anymore. You can't put up with them anymore. You can't do it. You can't do this to yourself. And, you know, I've talked about this openly on here. I'm still slightly embarrassed every time I say it. But I love myself now. And I didn't used to. I hated myself really my whole life. So now that I don't, it it's like I'm doing loving actions toward myself. Like, go to bed. <laughs> go get some sleep, girl. Don't do caffeine when it makes you feel like you're going to die. Don't eat all that shitty food because you feel lethargic and disgusting and all sorts of bad things happen. So, you know, I'm learning. I'm learning. I'm growing. And I don't think I don't think I'm solved. I've got a lot of things to do. But you know what about me? I will say I love working on myself. I love it. I always know there's a long way to go. I'll never be done. It's not about being done. But I tr- I'm trying really hard to be a better person for others first. Well, is it for myself first and then for others? Um, yeah, I think that's the right way to do it. So anyway, you guys, thank you for your warm welcome when I got back into talking with you guys. That made me feel good to be back here. And you guys have um, given me a lot of love. I noticed on Podomatic a lot of plays, a lot of downloads. I haven't been checking where you guys are listening from lately. I I think I lost how to do that. I don't remember how to do that now. They've changed everything on my little analytics page, but... Wherever you are, I'm very happy you're here. I know I have a lot of listeners in Texas. I always want to say hi to Texas. Um, I miss Texas in a certain way, although I've heard it's very hot already, so I don't miss that. Uh, my friend Jack just recently told me that she likes any weather she's okay with. She, nothing bothers her, even when it's like 100 degrees in, in where she lives in San Antonio. Um, and then she said the coolest thing I've ever heard anyone say, which was, 
She's like, yeah, I, you know, whatever the weather's, whatever it is, I'm, I'm into it. And then she's like, and I like every landscape, you know, pretty much anything I, I can get into it. <laughs> I thought that was the coolest thing I've ever heard. It reminded me also, Damien told me this story about this friend of his who's just like really kind of the same way about things. But specifically, they went to a restaurant one time and the, you know, the guy came over, gave them both their menus. I think it was Red Robin and his friend. I don't remember his name. Let's call him Dave. Dave gets the, gets the like laminated big menu, looks, looks at it and just puts his hand and does like a circle over the whole thing. Like he's like highlighting the whole menu. He goes, yes, yes to this, all of it. <laughs> like basically everything on it is great. I don't care what you bring me. I want it all. This is perfect. Um, I'm not describing that very well. We'll have to bring in Damien to tell the real story, but I just like that attitude. Like to have, it kind of reminds me too of like when people say, again, back to profiles, when they say they're into something like, um, art, let's say. And I always see that I'm like, oh, like art lover or food lover. I'm like, all of it? You love it? Although I say I love food too. And I kind of do love all of it. Um, what else, you guys? I'd like to come up with another plan to, uh, do a contest of some sort. So if you have any ideas of some fun contest you want me to put on, I, what I want to do though is do the, um, I've done it in the past where whoever wins gets a care package from me and it will have books and snacks and who knows what in it, maybe a little crocheted item of some kind. So let's figure that out. Um, also, just might as well just plug the show. If you haven't seen images yet of my show at Susan Inglet Gallery, I'm going to put a link in the description again, and you can check out the online catalog or the online viewing room. And uh, I'll also put a link to show you guys my New York Times review, which I thought was only online, which as happy as I was kind of disappointed me because I've had a dream of having a New York Times review for a long time. I've had a lot of solo shows in New York City throughout the years. Check my resume and you'll see that it's not a minor amount. And uh, every time got passed over. No one reviewed my show. Nobody ever, ever does. And if you're an artist, you get it. Like It's almost sometimes it feels like the show doesn't exist when that doesn't happen. It really bums me out. It's like the stuff of nightmares for me. And it's just... It's kind of just the story of my career, though. Like, things always on the outside look like they're going really well for me, but <laughs> they're just not in a lot of ways, too. But this, oh, God, I wanted this to happen, and it finally happened. And it was a great review, and I'm so happy. It's like I can finally check that off of my list of desires. Um, next stop, drawing should, uh, I, let's see, what's my next big goal? I would love for MoMA to have a peace of mind, and they don't. And the Met, I don't think, has a peace of mind either. So let's let's aim for that. Uh, you guys can help me manifest that. Uh, but anyway, so do check out my show, or if you happen to be going to New York anytime before June 4th, that means you have quite a few weeks left. I was going to say months, but uh, let's see. You have one, two, three more weeks. Come on, you guys can do it. Or is it two? Yeah, three more weeks. So... Get out there, get on a plane, go over there, then come over here to Snoqualmie Falls. Have a good life. Um, all right, you guys, what else was I going to tell you? I was going to tell you, I don't really have, I don't have any notes today. I just kind of wanted to talk to you guys in a in a very natural way. 
I know I read to you guys the Bill Callahan lyrics from uh, Smog, the song Ambition, but let me go grab something. We're going to read something else. I don't know what it is, but I can't wait to do it. Okay, bye-bye. One second. Okay, I'm back. Man, I remember the old days of doing the podcast. First of all, I can't believe I used to do this two days a week. Uh, It's crazy to me. I can't imagine doing that anymore, although it still seems fun. And I do want to get back into doing it more kind of journal style where I just check in with you and record on my phone and then add that into the podcast when I publish it every week. But I was thinking this because, um, oh, because I'm tired. It's only 10, 16 p.m. and I'm so tired. I'm like, can I even finish this tonight? after I went searching for my list of what I wanted to read to you guys, but I can do it. I can do it. I think I had, by the way, I think I had bigger plans for tonight's podcast. I think my energy is pretty low, so I apologize. But again, this is a reminder for longtime listeners and a announcement for you newcomers. I just am what I am when I record. I don't put on any shows. I'm not putting on a personality. I'm just, if I happen to be really angry, I'll be angry on here. If I happen to be psyched. I'll be psyched if I happen to be like, uh, I mean, sometimes I'm super high energy and annoying and can't stop talking. Other times I sound calmer. So anyway, that's just how it is. Uh, Okay. I have never read this writer, Kevin Prufer, a poet. uh, I believe he now lives, he might be one of the main people at University of Houston now. But I don't know much about him, but this one time came up as a recommendation to me on the Poetry Foundation website, poetryfoundation.org, and this poem was published in 2015 in Poetry Magazine, and this is called Black Woods. Do you know where our child has gone? I'm sorry. Do you know what has become of him? I'm sorry. Is he hiding in a closet? No. Is he crouched among the shoes? No. Should we look in the closets? He's not in the closets. Should we check the empty boxes? He's not in the empty boxes. It's very cold out. Probably he's hiding behind the couch. Come out, come out. I will count to ten. One, two, three. He's not behind the couch. It's very cold out. Probably he's playing a trick. It isn't a trick. He's probably hiding above the ceiling tiles. Hello up there. He's not in the ceiling. It's very cold out. Did he go out? No. Was he wearing a jacket? No. Was he wearing boots and a hat? It's just black woods out there. Did you give him your jacket? Did you offer him your jacket? Maybe he's in disguise. Disguise in your hat and jacket. Disguised. Disguised as you. Did he climb through your window? Listen to yourself. Did he step inside you? Listen to yourself. Is he trapped inside you? Let go of me. Is it Black Woods in there? Ooh, that's a heavy poem. That's a heavy poem, Kev. Kev Proofer, that's what I call him. Um, Kevin Proofer, let's go ahead and look him up on the Poetry Foundation. Born 1969. I like to make up things about uh, some of the writers when I don't know a lot to say. First of all, Kevin, I love your poem if you're listening. Kevin, I lived in Houston a lot of my life. Probably over half, not not quite half my life, but I lived there during Hurricane Alicia as a kid. Then I moved back in 2001. So um, Kevin, I'm looking at his photo, and I'm going to, I can tell he has a really cool house. Uh, I bet he collects cool things. Um, he might even garden. That's what I see about Kevin. Kevin 
is probably good at making gumbo. Um, he's tried making bread. That's what I'm guessing. And he isn't a sweets guy. He doesn't like desserts. He, he, he runs. He runs in the morning. Not every day, but often when he gets time. He has a great office, I bet. I mean, I know. He's got an office with, you know, just full, full built-in shelves with so many books. That's Kevin. Kevin Proof for everybody. And that poem was called Black Woods, and I really like it. So, um, and if you haven't, you know, get on Poetry Foundation's website. It's fun to just, I don't always, but once you start digging, you, you know, you can do cool things too. Like you can search for a certain school or period of poetry. You can search via, I mean, for different regions. Like if you just want to look into Latin American poetry, from, you know, the 1700s, you can do that. And it's so, and you can even search by topic, like pets, uh, queer, um, divorce. I mean, it's wild what you can do. So highly recommend it. And I think that's going to be it for me, you guys. Happy Sunday evening. Happy beginning of the week. I'm going to try to check back in with you this week. This is my first week back to the studio. Wish me well for that. Um, I'm ready. After some time away, I'm ready. It feels really good to be ready. A couple of things about me as we're, as we're closing out. My favorite website, it would probably be Who Dated Who. You guys ever get on Who Dated Who? It's my favorite website. I go there all the time. Anytime I think of a celebrity, I go on Who Dated Who and try to see who they dated. Um, you know, a lot of people worry about dying in bathtubs, and I take a lot of baths. I'm not worried about me dying in a bathtub. I know it will never happen. I am still worried about getting electrocuted after what happened last week. Um, again, just a reminder, I'd love to send a care package to somebody, so let's come up with a good contest if anybody has that. And my question for you for the week is, describe for me your perfect day. And if you want to go ahead and email it to me, um, let me know if you would mind me reading it or not. Uh, but, you know, send me a little description, short email or a long, info at me reading stuff dot, oh, what is it? Um, no, it's, it's me reading stuff at iCloud.com. Uh, perfect day, perfect day, perfect day. What is your perfect day? Give me the details. I love you guys very much. Have a good start to your week and I'll talk to you later. Goodbye.